Chapter 3, Everest Base Camp. As I begin to write this book, I have to confess something. I'm going to talk about a subject that is probably the most important thing in my life, improving my personal health and also bettering the lives of others. Nothing I've done has had a larger impact on my psychology, my personality, my well-being, and my overall disposition in life than this topic. In 2014, I was climbing up to Everest Base Camp on the slopes of the world's tallest mountain. One of the largest storms in the last 100 years had closed in on the Himalayas. I was fortunate enough to make it to base camp at the last minute, just before the blizzard became so unbearable that nobody could return. It was about 6 o'clock when I stumbled into the tea house where I would spend the night. Freezing cold, I sat around the fire with about 30 other people all trying to stay warm, and thankfully we had shelter. The storm was so intense, it was blowing snow through the closed windows, and the wind was blowing down the stovepipe and filling the main room with smoke from the yak dung burning stoves. The next day, we began to understand what had transpired. The sun was out, and it was a beautiful morning, but the Himalayas were blanketed with a couple feet of new snow. Hikers who normally came to this area to enjoy the beautiful terrain were now dealing with avalanches on passes all around us. By the end of the day, we would learn that nearly 50 people had died in the previous day's storms. We were fortunate just to be alive. I was exhausted and knew one thing for sure. I just spent the last eight days getting up to base camp and there was no way I was going to try to hike back down the mountain. It took the rest of the day to secure a helicopter to fly up the mountain and retrieve our three-person group that consisted of my friend Dana, myself, and our guide. I will never forget the feeling of seeing that helicopter flying up the center of that valley, knowing it was coming to rescue us. After riding the helicopter to the foot of the mountain, I turned on my phone to check my messages. I received an email from Audible, the audio book company, and opened it right away. Throughout my life, I made it my discipline to read one book a week. I was constantly learning, growing, and extracting information from brilliant people around the world who shared what they had learned in their books. Audible suggested I read a book called Eat, Move, Sleep by Tom Roth. I wasn't really interested in reading another health book. I'd read many other health books in my life, trying hard to implement the things I learned in them, but it was rare that any of them brought me significant results. I much preferred history books, historical novels, biographies, books about current technology. Still, with a long trip ahead of me, I figured there was nothing to lose by giving it a try. My friend Dana and I had decided at the last minute to go to Thailand for a couple weeks to recover and get warm because we were so tired of being cold after summoning Mount Kilimanjaro and Everest Base Camp, back to back. I clicked download and shortly thereafter boarded a plane flying from Kathmandu to Phuket. I spent the trip listening to the book, and when I got to Thailand, I was riveted by what I had learned during the flight, ready to get started on improving my health and transforming my life. In this book, Roth writes that there are three things you need to do to have superior health. You need to eat quality food, you need to move at least 10,000 steps a day, and you need to sleep eight hours a night. I decided to start with his recommendation about movement. 
Up to this point in my life, I had never measured how much I exercise. I would go out and run on the treadmill for 20 or 30 minutes, but I never knew quantitatively what that meant in terms of movement. Now, for the first time, I would learn. I downloaded an app to my phone that told me how much I was moving every day. I made it a point to go out to the beach and walk and walk and walk until I was hitting consistently 10,000 steps a day. 10,000 steps seems like a lot, but I was doing it. I always took the steps and avoided all elevators. Next, I changed my eating habits. I cut out the white flour, the sugar, the artificial sweeteners from my diet and started focusing on eating fruits and vegetables. I only put into my body what was natural and avoided all processed foods. For breakfast, I no longer would instinctively pick up a yogurt and pull off the lid and eat it. Instead, I began to eat things like papayas, watermelons, omelets, and some cheese on top, but nothing packaged. Finally, I focused on sleep. In the past, if I was lucky, I would sleep two or three hours a night. After reading the book, I realized I needed to focus on getting to bed at nine o'clock so that I could wake up at five o'clock in the morning after having sleep for eight hours. Well, I didn't always make it to eight hours. I did go from getting two or three hours of sleep per night to five or six. This was a significant change for me because now for the first time, my body was getting the rest it needed. The results of these small improvements were remarkable and they went way beyond just losing weight. They led me to create a system to achieve remarkable health that is simple and easy to follow. For the last 15 years, using lean principles to guide continuous improvement in manufacturing processes has been my passion. We should not confine lean to the workplace. It can also greatly improve your home and personal life, including your health. Managing your health is a process no different than any other process. If you want to improve it, you must come up with a plan, run an experiment, evaluate the results, make the adjustments, and then rerun the experiment. Doing this continuously, eliminating the non-value-added activity, delivering more value with each improvement cycle is the essence of continuous improvement or lean thinking. For example, I did not understand the detrimental effects that processed foods were having on my health. It did not matter how much I was exercising because as long as I was consuming so much processed food, I was not getting the results I wanted. My first process improvement was eliminating processed foods from my diet, believing that would improve my health. I ran the experiment and it worked. My weight came down and my overall health improved significantly. As soon as I was honest with myself about the types of foods I was eating, things began to improve. The simple system I created based on these results is what we're talking about in this book. Before moving into the next chapter, I think it's appropriate that people understand philosophically how I think about life, why I go on all these adventures, why I do the things I do. I spent most of my life working extremely hard, always putting work first and play second. But when I got to about 45 years old, I realized I'd been working so hard that I was in danger of allowing life to pass me by. I sat down, I wrote out a bucket list and set out about doing the things on it. I created my own radio show. I flew across the North Atlantic three times in a single engine aircraft. I climbed mountains on several continents. 
For the last 10 years of my life, these adventures have been constant and consistent. I undertake them because life is short. We never know what tomorrow is going to bring. So I treat every day as if it's an adventure, as if I were a small child who was incredibly curious about what he can learn everywhere he goes in life. Today, as I write this book, I have been in almost 60 countries, every state in the United States, and almost every national park. I've done so many amazing things that most people wonder how in the world I've done so many. Recently, I was with Bob Taylor, and he reached over and pinched my leg and described me as an experienced mosquito, looking for somewhere to land, to extract an experience, to make my life more full and rich. There is no better way to illustrate how I think. I succeeded by being deliberate about getting things done. I didn't say... I'll do that next year. Starting when I was 45, I began to take lengthy trips multiple times a year. I started with one-week trips, then progressed to two weeks, then three weeks, and before long, the average trip for me was six weeks. The trip I'm on right now as I'm writing this book is two months long. The truth of the matter is you can do anything you want in life if you are deliberate about it. I cannot overemphasize the importance of deliberateness. I don't just allow things to happen by themselves. I plan them and make them happen. I develop habits that create the conditions for them to happen. And with that philosophy, I've been able to enjoy some of the most incredible things in life. In spite of all these successes, though, There has been one thing that eluded me for years, having excellent health, but no longer. I'm excited to share all the things I've learned in life, whether it be my adventuresome spirit, my philosophy about running my company with lean practices, and now lean health. My personal goal in life is to help people and encourage them to uncover their full potential. Every time I reach deep and attain a new height in my life, I am so delighted and excited about the discovery. My hope is that I can help other people feel the same things that I feel, that my potential is boundless and so is yours. Chapter three, the one thing. Even though I thought I was in good shape, I had no clue what excellent health really looked like. 